right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another week of the Kill Your Internet podcast. With you tonight is your boy, me, Colin Budney, as, lo- as well as the Lord, Mr. Roast Malone. Roasty boy, say what's Gucci. It's Gucci. Man, that's such a good intro. I love when you say it's Gucci. Thanks, man. No problem, Thank you're buddy. Cute too. <laughs> Thanks, bud. I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so this is episode number 13, Rolling Strong. We got a big interview later this week, uh, but today we do have an interview uh, with our boy. His name is Drixie. He is a rapper. Uh, he's more than just a rapper, honestly. Dude is multi-talented. Uh, but do you know Drixie? Do you know it's Wes? He's yeah, me and Paul. Yeah, Drixie's dropping a, a record on Friday, so we thought we'd get him on the podcast to talk about everything. And that dude's unbelievably talented and also an absolute man of mystery because he keeps the lowest key humanly possible and just puts that dope shit. Yeah, nothing wrong dude. with that. Uh, yeah, so obviously still quarantined. Was this 10 weeks strong? Nine weeks strong? What is it? Well, uh, yeah. Oh, we're getting into that. We are getting into that. The whole LA situation. But, uh, can't wait. You know, oh, yeah. Can't wait, dude. Dude, honestly, I got to be completely honest. Um, I don't know if it's because we've been on a roll recently, but I'm feeling like stronger than I did before. Like, I am oddly, I feel like we've hit this creative explosion that the time's given us. And, I mean, I'm obviously cooped up, and I'm obviously pissed off that I'm still in my house. But we've we've put our time to good use, to be completely honest. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is time to hone your skills. You know? Hone your skills and continue. We did to, that. We done oh, did that. We done did that, and we'll continue to done do it. I looked at the quarantine folder today. We have a quarantine Dropbox, uh, like a demo folder, and there are thirty-two like files. <laughs> bro, it's 32, 32 files in there. That's deep. Husky. Um. So whatever error comes on. This happens to be like the sports podcast. Um, so, E, the last time we talked, the NFL draft didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts? And this time oh, it did. <laughs> and it did this time. It was unbelievable. Um, before we get into the rest of sports, let's talk about the NFL draft. Obviously, it was chalk in the beginning with Burrow and, T- and Tua and Chase Young. And then the Eagles found a way to make everybody fucking lose their minds. Thoughts on <laughs> the Birds draft? Um. I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I wasn't super into the prospects this year. Um, like, not not like that they're bad or anything. I just honestly haven't been following the draft. You were just disconnected. Whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's understandable with circumstances. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, so I know Rager. Like, there was another guy that like Dallas took. Justin. Um, well, yeah. Lamb ju- in front they took of us. Lamb. Which, yeah. Like, just looking at the fact like of what it would have taken to move up pisses me off. But yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, whatever. Like, I'm not mad about know. Rager though. Like, Rager is yeah, a, well, a speedster. We'll he's, a, yeah, he's like an inside guy, right? Well, first of all, I'm gonna like fucking qual- like qualify what I'm about to say in that the, the draft is a crapshoot in general. Like, most of the guy, like, was it the 2014 draft with Jameis Winston and Marcus Mar- Mariota? Of the top ten picks, one of them is with the team that drafted him. 2014. Yeah, I mean that's five years ago. I guess. That's... Like the fucking draft is a, is a crapshoot to begin with, but like. Yeah, I mean it's. The Eagles just found a way with it. the second round draft pick to piss everybody off because. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> well, they had to have known how it was gonna go. Over. There's a guy named Carson Wentz who was our quarterback, and that we wound up drafting a quarterback in the second fucking round. I mean, yeah, it, Howie, but Howie said already said like, outwardly like, like Nat Carson Wentz like it, man, like there's no. 
Yeah, there's I mean, no. That's just talk, that. though. I, I, like, I, I the mean, thing why, is that it's just talk. Why would he say it though? He fucking said that shit in public. I don't in a press know, man. Conference. That's. I you, just so think, still you think like there's come on get real. I don't know, man. I I, I feel for Carson. He's drafted a capable backup. Like fucking Carson Wentz gets hurt, man. I know, and it sucks. And I hate having. To, I hate having to talk about it. Um, other than that, I felt like I liked most of the picks we had in the draft. We needed a, a speedy linebacker, and we got the kid from Colorado, and then drafted more wide receivers and shit. But it, it, it's just a matter of it always feels like Howie thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Like, always thinks he's yeah. the smartest dude alive. I Yeah, I guess if that's if that's why. But he, like, don't ask smart yourself. Dude. I don't know. Well, there was a lot of things. That, like, the thing that, like, looking at it is that a team like Denver, who has Pretty a young sick. quarterback... They have a young quarterback, and what they did in the first, like, three fucking rounds was draft wide receivers, and they got Judy, and they got – I forget who their second-round pick was, but they just went straight wide receivers, dude. Yeah. And, and I love that. Like, I think if you have a belief in a quarterback, like, give them everything you can. And, like, we've never – the Eagles as an organization have never done that, ever. They've never valued the wide receiver position other than one year with T.O. Other than that, it's always been, yeah, we have a quarterback, but our wide receivers are inept. Yeah, I mean, during the McNabb years, like. But I mean, after. But you now, gotta, I feel like it's more of like spreads. Well, I think. Type offense. I think, too, it, if you want to look at it, like, I think they're trying to do what the Chiefs did in the fact that they were like, okay, we'll get young, cheap, fast wide receivers. And if yeah, we have they, that they much faith. The shit out of those guys, though. Dude, it's unbelievable. They have yeah. one guy that I know, and it's Tyreek Hill, and then they have. Sammy Watkins, but I mean, they technically, the Tyreek Robinson. I mean, dude, I couldn't pick Demarcus Robinson out of a lineup, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. But all right, so moving past that, because we got to get through sports, right? So yeah. let's touch on the fact that there is basically a plan in place for the MLB to come back, but based on everything that I've heard, is that the the owners are basically trying to shortchange the players and say like you're going to take prorated salaries. Or basically, the next like, CBA comes up, we're just gonna like put a salary cap in slash everybody's contracts. Like, it's gonna be a shit show. And I think based on the fact that people need it, baseball is gonna come back. But I'm I'm dying for sports, dude. I'm really like I watched UFC this weekend. I'm not a huge UFC guy, yeah, but I watched so it. Did I. Yeah. It was dope. Like, don't get me. Yeah. I was happy to see sports. You like, no, because I, I don't have ESPN Plus because I'm not trying uh, <laughs> to ball. Did you watch the main event? I did, yeah. Gaethje, I mean, I, uh, Gaethje, Ferguson. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, he knocked him out, actually. He gave him. Hey, he broke his orbital yeah. bone. Yeah, it was a really good fight, dude. Like, No, yeah, I mean, I watched the highlights. That was the first UFC fight. I'm not in, I'm, I wasn't into it before, um, before that. Like, doesn't. That's my boy now. Like, he fucking. Bro. Like good, he's like a, like the. Well, like, I forget. They're like 160, right? I think. I mean, that's all those dudes are that skinny. Like, Conor McGregor is like 140 pounds. Yeah, yeah. The, none of those dudes are. But, um. That's that's his division. Yeah, yeah, right. right. So he wants to. Now McGregor wants to fight yeah, Gaethje in July. Yeah, that's the. Yeah. I would love it. But, I mean, um, I guess kind of like if we want to loop it into like a podcast conversation, Dana White's so smart in the fact that he knows yeah. he has a captive audience and he'll do whatever he has to take to get his sport back first because you got to watch it. He's a smart yeah. dude, man. Yeah, well, it's on a pay-per-view basis to a lot of their revenue. So it's yeah. like. 
But I mean, they're they're smart too because they linked up with ESPN, so like they have that like they can do the undercards and get you hooked, and then be like, all right, I want to watch this main event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you see? Um, real quick, real quick. You know the dude, um, uh, uh, Henry uh, Cejudo or whatever. I think yeah, yeah. Triple C. He retired. Baller move. Best ever do it. Yeah, Dana White was so mad. (laughs) Oh my god, he was standing in the back of the ring like, you motherfucker, (laughs) what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. No. (laughs) But yo, we, me and Dana were watching that. Yeah, and How'd she uh, like it. <laughs> I mean, she's I it was made her watch so she found it. Yeah, it's but she was like, because uh, when Cejudo was like retiring, he was like, I got a girl back home now. We've been dating, and like, I want a family one day, and I think I'm ready yeah. to just like. And Dana was like, Damn, put enough pressure on the girl. <laughs> like, the girls at home watching is being like, no. like, yeah, like, oh man, I was gonna break up with this dude. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's go. Do you want to just like? Say your your piece on the whole flyer situation. Uh, is yeah, it coming back or? I mean, it's likely that they do something. Like they'll definitely try to like have the Stanley Cup. Be- like I was listening to this bit in Chicklets and saying, um, it's like Kevin Hayes was saying that it's like a thing for the uh, for the uh, for their salaries. I've, I've heard- what he was saying, but basically, like they're like the NHL is going to miss out on so much revenue, and that's oh, going to yeah. like impact the way that shit gets dispersed. Um, so they want to like players yeah. want to play, like, and the league for, for wants them to play. Too. Yeah, it's just like, ugh. but it's like, all it's all basically PR at this point because, like, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, it's not all. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's that's a significant portion of it, but it's still like pretty serious. No, a hundred percent. But I mean, like. There is ways they could do this. And I mean, especially for people in their shape and their athletic ability, like the risk is very low to them, especially if it's done in in a basically sterile environment where they want to quarantine everybody into one place. But it's also like you need all these excess tests to test people all the time. They could go to people who really need them. And it's kind of it's kind of a thing where it's like, how much importance do we put on this for us? Like it's one of the most important things in my life. Yeah, like of course it's, we it's, want it back. Yeah, we want it back. But I mean, um, let's be honest. Like, in the grand should scheme, be getting, have that shit available. Say hospitals. Uh, before we start jumping into segments, uh, June fourth, we're in Pennsylvania. I don't know. Like, it's different from state to state, and and we're located in Philadelphia. But June fourth is the date I have circled on my calendar that says that is when the stay at home is lifted. And obviously, we have plans. We're not going to get yeah. into it, but we have fucking plans. Yeah. So, dude. We'll got, get into it. We'll get eh. into it, but uh, I mean. Eh. Maybe. I, maybe we'll get into it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know that we should, but we, we might. Um, but once again, I just want to say, like, I think, like, in the grand scheme of things, we've used this time very intelligently, and we've worked really hard while we're all kind of, like, separated. So, pat ourselves in a... Dude, shout out technology, because... Yeah. Shout out it, us. Bro, we have... I'm not saying I was technologically illiterate, but I was kind of... I never wanted to use it in that capacity. Yeah. Bro, it's been so fucking beneficial. And to any songwriter, any musician, anybody who's just trying to make shit... Dude, use GarageBand always. Fucking, it's... You know, because a lot of people will say, use Logic or whatever. Look, if you're not trying to put together masterpieces and you just want demos... If you have a Mac, it's fucking give it to you. It's putting your goddamn hands. Yeah, and you can like you can like loop a drummer and just have a drummer play while you just play in your room. And like, as, you know as, what I mean? Like you as, can do anything. 
as, as far as the DAWs go, like your your home workstations, like your Pro Tools, your Logic, your your fucking gra- GarageBand is probably the bottom tier because it just doesn't allow you to do as much. Like knowing what I know about yeah, Pro Tools I mean, and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you're just someone who's trying to put together ideas to send to bandmates or to other people, yeah. I mean, dude, it's the it, demo it, version of Pro Tools. Exactly. It but it's it's more than that implies. Right. So let's get into our segments for this week. Uh, of course, we always start out with uh, what the fuck is going on on the internet. Uh, this is the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet this week. Uh, Eric alluded to it in the beginning, but Eric and me, it was a tweet that was going around our group chat today. Uh, Los Angeles County is extending their stay at home for three more months. Dude. Oh, my God. I saw that, and I was like, yo. Well, basically because of, like, it's L.A. County. Like, it's not all of California. It's L.A. County is extending it. Right. And, I mean, it is the second biggest media market in the country. So, you got to hope that th- we're fourth. So, I'm really hoping that they don't follow along with that. But, I don't know. That's got to suck to live in one of the nicest places on earth and you're stuck in your house until, like, August. Yeah, that's brutal. Bro, there's su- that brutal. means their summer is canceled. Like, yeah, that's rough, much. bro. I that was expecting just... that personally. So, if that happened, I wouldn't be... I mean, of course, I would be bummed out, but I wouldn't be as bummed out as probably they just got it, like, dropped out of the sky on them. Dude, Unless there was talk. I, I don't even know. I don't live there. But I would probably just sit in my room for a while and stare in a corner. Just, just. I would be Eddie Van Hale. <laughs> 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 we got like, you I'd would be, just be in your room. I'd, like, I'd be like, yo, check this out before practice. <laughs> bro, you, you're a liar. You'd be, you'd be EDP 445. <laughs> 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 just... <laughs> Deep into the, you'd be in a pornhole. <laughs> He's over here like. <laughs> um. All right. So, kind of on that same note, the, the, yo, did you happen to see what happened the other day with the White House press conference and Trump putting his foot in his mouth? Uh, no, I didn't. It is like I one of like the funniest. It is like one, one of the that. funniest and like, like a spin job for the ages. So. Yeah. They're doing this thing, and this reporter, um, she says basically, like, you know, w- like, why do you keep trying to make this into a global competition when people are dying, like, so yeah. so frequently? Yeah. And Trump says, people are dying all over the world. And you know what? Why don't you go ask China about that? Why don't you go ask China? And the the reporter removes her mask, and she is of Asian descent. And says, she says, she says, like, he's like looking to ask somebody else another question. And she just like butts in and she's just like, hey, why did you ask me that question? Why do you want me to go ask China? And he's like, uh, uh. Because you're Chinese. No, no. He was like, he was like, you know what? That was a nasty question. Next question. And I was just like, dude, am I in like a fucking alternate timeline where (laughs) this kind of shit happens? Like, Dude, like that's that's bro, hilarious. If there was like <laughs> if this idiot. was any other president, right? <laughs> that would be like such a huge deal to where it'd be like, can you believe what George W. Bush said or what President Obama said? And then because this dude does this like three times a week, it's like <laughs> dude, expectations. <laughs> what <am> I, <laughs> expectations have plummeted. Yeah. Oh my lord. But I seen that and I was like, dude, this is like we are in some like branch timeline that is all fucked it, up right now. Yeah, I seen this one, John, where like a reporter, a reporter asked Trump, like, how, like, 
she said, um, how does the president who has um, lost, like, had more people die in two months than all Americans that died in the Vietnam War, like, how can that president expect to be reelected? And he was just like... <laughs> 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 like I think he audibly went like <laughs> he's like damn is that the stats yeah, that is scathing but I, I will also say like it's interesting I feel like the numbers change in this whole like situation like going back to coronavirus so quickly like and they're like just from what I'm hearing from people in the medical community like there's no way to tell if any of these numbers are higher than lower or lower because yeah, for because w- of the two week like no one it's asymptomatic that like well, there's a whole fucking wrench in so it. So the big problem is that you know not everybody's getting tested. So if you pass yeah. away from it, you're not counted. But on the other hand, if you pass away in a hospital right now and they can't prove that you didn't have coronavirus, they count you as a coronavirus death. Uh, that's like, you I'm could sure be the in there, there you could you could be in there for um another sort of sickness but if they don't yeah, know yeah. The t- if they don't I know at the time of your death that you don't have coronavirus they count right. it as a coronavirus death no yeah i get that but that i don't get that i don't get that either that's dumb. like I, if, I mean maybe it's there's like conspiracy theories surrounding that, that as well but my you know my mother and your mother are both in the medical field my mom said like we were just talking about it and she was just like yeah i don't know why they're doing that and i was like i don't yeah, fucking know either i'm gonna leave that to the people with phds i'm not worried about that shit um Oh, okay. So before we get to like the last wildest shit I've seen on the internet, I want to give a big R.I.P. to Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's dad, aka yeah. uh, George Costanza's dad on uh, Seinfeld, and fucking Arthur on King of Queens. Yeah, I've had, I've had I've had many a belly laugh from yeah. Mister Jerry Stiller, the goat. Uh, yeah, the, Little Richard saw, too, man. Oh my God, R.I.P. Little Richard. Yeah, fucking yo, Sally. If you listen to like a little little Richard record from 1957, that shit sounds like Beatles and Led Zeppelin did what they did. That shit didn't sound like anything ever. Like it was was like it was like Jerry Lee Lewis kind of like, but like better. Not big band, I guess. I don't know if that's not really big band. No, but it was like Jerry Lee Lewis, but like with yeah, it was unbelievable, bro. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And then. All right, so we've had this conversation, I think, before, but for some reason today, uh, Hank Azaria, the actor who does, he's uh, voices Mo and Apu on The Simpsons. Uh, he tweeted out, he was like, the so this was his tweet. He was like, the conversation for best band of all time usually ends between Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, and the Beatles. He and he, and he tweeted, but who is the greatest American rock band? Yeah, we had this conversation. We had this we? conversation, right? Damn, you trying to make me change my answer and make me look like a fool? <laughs> what was your answer? Uh, shit, what was my answer? The this Doors, is the th- maybe. See, that's the door. I mean, the I don't Eagles. remember you said that. See, the Eagles, people look right past the Eagles for some reason. The Eagles, Eagles have to be well, top five. Didn't, yeah. My yeah, big no, thing is sick. that my first three are all artists right. with a band. So it's Bruce Springsteen in the East Street Band, Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers, and Bob Seeger in the Silver Bullet Band. That's my three. Mm, okay. And then. Maybe Tom Petty's. Tom Petty's definitely. Is. I mean, Bruce's band. Three. No, Bruce's yeah, I mean, band had the best band. Had the best band. Uh, he had the best band. I guess. I'm also um, partial, so it's not like I'm. I'm not an impartial ear here, but. Um, good question. And then other, I mean, like. Yeah, there are a lot of them. 
Dude, I mean, if you go across all eras, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, fucking uh, Nirvana, Foo Fighters. Yeah, Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana is definitely like impactful with their. Who's a this. Who's a better band, Nirvana or the Foo Fighters? Um, I'd probably. I mean, I like Foo Fighters better. I like I would, Foo Fighters better too. And yeah, I mean, longevity like, purposes as I, well. Yeah, I like Nirvana. I don't. I'm not like into Nirvana really, but I, like I understand what they did for. They kind of just like. They were so like. I mean, they're groundbreaking. They were so like, uh, like synonymous with like air culture, like the grunge. Yeah, and like they like that. That just made them. Well, I mean, I mean, if you want to keep going, like, I mean, go into the twenty first century. Uh, strokes, White Stripes, Kings of Leon, yeah, White Stripes, like, maybe yeah, Kings of Leon, or not Chili Peppers, Green Day. I said I I I firmly believe Green Day's up there because once again longevity. They sold a ton of records. Told a ton, of, ton records. of records. Um, and then I mean, like, I mean, do you count Fleetwood Mac? I was say, I was actually gonna say Fleetwood Mac earlier. I mean, they're half and half because Mick Fleetwood and uh, John McVie are British. They're starting L.A. They're fucking. They're half. Like in, in, they're out there somewhere. Like I think they're from. But I mean, I, if, you go, even, if you go back even if you go back even further, L.A. based. You know, Yardbirds, fucking Yardbirds that whole generation. Bro. Oh, Yardbirds. The birds are American. Yeah. Uh, Yardbirds are English. They're very English. They're, They're English all English. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I mean, Bob Dylan. Do you count Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan's not a band, so no. Uh, you can't even count. He's you a can't, really influential artist. You can't count the band. They're Canadian. They're Canadian, yeah. But somebody tried to hit me with that right away. They were like, oh, the band? And I was like, oh, they're Canadian? They're like, no, they're, they're not. not. Even, they're not, they wouldn't even be in the conversation. They they're definitely like uh, I love the band. Oh, dude, hell yeah! Um, they've their the last waltz. I mean, Jimi Hendrix is American. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Even though he was born in England. Yeah, he's from Seattle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good, a great it's a question. It's a fucking great put question. It top ten. Um, and I mean, we're missing some blatant ones, obviously. Yeah, research will be done. Metallica, um, you could probably argue. Oh yeah, Metallica. You got to put Metallica. I'm not a Metallica guy, but you got to put Metallica in there. You 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 bang out the some Metallica. Song. I I'm, well, I mean, and then you 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 mean you skip over Guns N' Roses, fucking uh, Bon Jovi, fucking that Motley Crue, that whole era. You can't just like write that off. No, 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 no. Especially They'll for the fact that Bon Jovi is, has been do, around. Yeah, we should do a Sweet Sixteen for like top American band or uh, or uh, a whole one. Pearl Jam would have to be in there. Yeah. I agree. Longevity. Um, um, yeah, this is actually a great question. It is, yeah. I can think Where, of bands that would be on the sixth floor, like Modest Mouse. Weezer? Uh, definitely Weezer. Ooh, definitely. That's, yeah. That That's Weezer's a, like, Weezer would definitely be like. Weezer's an underappreciated band. But they're, yeah, they're incredibly. And they were, they're doing it for like 30 years now, too. I know, yeah. I mean, their first record didn't sound like any, like, they, they sound Pickerton. like. They sound like straight up pop tunes, and then all of a sudden the chorus comes, and they just drop in like fucking super distorted guitars. It's dope. Yeah, it's just like that, like, like I don't know. It's probably like uh, I mean, they're ner- <laughs> any, they're nerd any, rock. All their in a music could have been in like Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> we didn't say uh, Almond Brothers band. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. There's a lot, dude. We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do for this. This, this uh, tournament. Yeah. Let's go. Right. Let's move on, though. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, what the fuck we've been listening to lately. It's always the first question we ask each other when you see us. When we see other people, it's what the fuck you've been listening to. Not even uh, high. What's up? Not even high. Just 
fuck you been listening to? What the fuck you been listening to? They're like, I don't even know uh, you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, I'll go first. Randomly, I've been, and it's because I've been like thinking a lot about producers. I think as I start to think more as a producer, I want to like think about who my producers are that I really love, and I'm always very adamant about Mark Ronson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think probably the most important producer of the last like 25 years has been Pharrell, Pharrell Williams. Um, and I was going through because you don't even realize half the shit that he produced. Like it's yeah. unbelievable. Once you and pick up the beat, you can figure it out. Him and Timbaland produced yeah, this entire album, and it's yeah, justified Timbal- yeah, dude, by Timbaland Justin Timberlake. Has a, Timbaland has a masterclass. Oh yeah, you're telling me about that. Yeah, I'm about to watch that, John. Uh, Sorry, go on though. I today while I was running, listened to the entire album "Justified" by Justin Timberlake, which was his debut album, and it had "Senorita," uh, "Like I Love You," uh, "Cry Me a River." And just as like a pop production, but also like having the influences from Pharrell, and you know that's a Pharrell Williams produced album. It's fucking incredible. That shit's groundbreaking. So shouts out to Pharrell, shouts out to Justin Timberlake, shouts out to Timbo. Uh, mm. What's your first thing? Well, what was your song? <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go with um, Like I Love record, You, but fine. it's just the whole record justified. Yeah. yeah. Okay, watch it next time. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I got the song uh, Brazil by this guy, Declan McKenna. Oh, Declan um, McKenna's tight. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um, I saw it on someone's uh, Instagram story. I was like, oh, let me. And it's like, it's really cool. It's just kind of like, uh, um, kind of, it's like, I don't know, it's a little similar to the Strokes, like the Kooks, that kind of like. Uh, Love the Kooks. It's like English rock that was. Master. Ooh, that, I like that. That makes any sense. Like, yeah, it makes a lot like of sense. It's very like slidey and like, you know, you lay, like dance on the strings and shit. Like, you, you'll learn. Well, I mean, you got to send that to me because I, I know the I know the artist. What yeah, song is I, it? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, but Declan McKenna's Brazil type. Brazil. Yeah. All right, my second pick actually was a reference to you last week. Um, Lost in my mind by the Head and the Heart. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Just one nice. of my all-time favorite albums. It's the only yeah. album I ever had to review for college radio, and I fell in love with it instantaneously. Yeah. And it's funny they've changed a lot over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, they've incorporated some like. And all. What I didn't know was their original lead singer, whose mm-hmm. name was Josiah, left the band. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he was dealing with like addiction issues and left uh, the band. And damn. is it weird that even as a big fan, I didn't like really notice? Because um, I've been spinning yeah, those records. I, yeah, well, when did, you, when did that happen? 2017. So, like, as they, they started to shit. take off. I can't really think of any shit they put out. I, can, I remember one See, I, I listened to a lot like, of those records. Like, I, yeah. I love, like, City of Angels, and I love, like, um, Rhythm and Blues. And then the la- But the thing is, the last record with Miss Connections, the one that went really, really big on alt radio, I wasn't in love with uh, that. Yeah, yeah, I, that's it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Lost in My Mind is fucking genius, dude. Lost in My Mind is so amazing. Yeah, that song's good in any... Any setting... Um, but especially like Sunset. And that's a yeah, great driving. sunset song. Driving. Yeah. Uh E, what's your second? Uh my second one, must be listening to in headphones, uh, is Legs by the Shin. Ah man. So was that because good. of me like, bringing up the shins last week? Nah, it was because I just Oh shit. Alright, cool. No, we had a conversation fault. about that. That record is so incredible, dude. Damn Lynn stuff like uh turn on me. Turn on me, Phantom Limb, uh, Sleeping Lessons opens the album. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that, that that's that's w- Australia is yeah. on that album too. Yeah, that's Australia, the, yeah, Pam Barry, yeah. That's uh, yeah. wincing the night away by the Shins. That's an yeah. fucking amazing yeah, album. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, Sea Legs. Though, listen to that shit in headphones, just like all over the place, and 
Um, for my third pick, I because I was gonna put something else in here, but then I was like, it wouldn't be my list if I didn't put something just fucking crazy rap shit in there. Um, and <laughs> I mean, by Pharrell. <laughs> no, I mean, anything we, by Pharrell again. <laughs> we didn't uh, we didn't talk about this, but the new Drake, it's like a a mixtape demo thing. It's a precursor to an album coming out. But yeah, he dropped this song with been Fu- anointed. He dropped this fucking song with Future and Young Thug. Oh god. It's called D4L. This is the hardest shit ever. <laughs> oh my god. And I mean this might just be because I'm a huge Future fan. <laughs> By the way, uh did you see that Future wished all six of his baby mothers uh a happy Mother's Day individually on Twitter? <laughs> And then on the same day, it came oh, down on this on the same day it came down that he lost a paternity suit and it found out he was the father to a seventh child with a seventh different woman. Bro. Happy Mother's Day future. My man's pullout game is extremely non existent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Go with your third. Um, my third is uh, Oldie But Goodie is uh, Soulmate's Body by Death Cab. I mean, come on. It's a fucking all-timer. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a vibe. It's that shit will like, always remind me of... Like, like they're walking. uplifting shit. Like, their moods are so interesting. Like, they have, like, uh, um, like, I'll Possess Your Heart is this creepy-ass, like, some creeping-ass Ben Gibbard song. But, like, that shit in the beginning is just, like... I love Ben un- Gibbard. Unbelievable mood. Like, this shit is, like, uplifting kind of shit. Um, that shit will always remind me of like, walking into Hollister when you're in, like... Seventh or eighth grade because they always oh, have that song on. Um, um, their song, yeah, that that record. Uh, plans. I mean, that had that had bangers all over it. Although yeah, the, the yeah, next uh, album after that was like uh, Crooked one. Staircases or something. I forget what uh, the name Narrow was. Stairs. Narrow Stairs. Oh, Crooked Teeth is a song off of Plans that I love. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, a song on there called uh, um, "Brothers on a Hotel Bed." I never heard that. Like. You should listen to that. It's like a, it's like a feels type of song, but it's like fucking. It reminds me of me and you when we're on the road, and it's cousins in a hotel it, bed, dude, and we spoon like, each for, other. Yeah, it's very appropriately like it. Like the name of the song is. Oddly enough, after that that conversation about cousins spooning in a hotel bed, uh, we're gonna move Full on spoon. to to this week's. Uh, I wouldn't even go as far as say this is our Corona survival guide, but this is just like kind of a top list for us. But I propose this to Eric. It's top road activities, and it's kind of like what do you remember most, or what are your favorite little things on the road? Like I have three very specific things on here. Um, do you want me to start? Or do you want to go? Like you're talking about just like not specific events. No things that happen on the road, okay. like repetitively. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Uh. This kind of sounds like dumb, I guess, but like I just like listening. Like, I know what I, you like, mean. I like set like I set time aside in my day. Right, like, but especially when you're like music, driving. Like, I when, love when it. you're like, driving too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that yeah, right. So for me, that's just like hours a day, like listening. That's like, like meditation. You can like manually like put your mood to a certain place. You know and I mean, it also like, makes it also makes the whole experience seem more like normal. You know what I mean? Like, because it, it, like, takes you to a place where you feel more at home even when you're in, like, fucking Akron, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just, like, moving. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, they're... Although I will say you are the all-time worst person at playing the right things at the right times. We've had this conversation on the pod before. That's cool, because if I was driving, then we could talk about that (laughs) shit if I was in the passenger seat. 
This motherfucker but, will throw on Sayosin while everybody else in the car is asleep. <laughs> and then when it, whenever when I the driver, bro, I need that. When the driver's <laughs> try, like if I'm driving, he'll put on like fucking like Ryan Bingham slow tunes like about falling asleep. <laughs> and I'll be like, Eric, no, I'm not. I'm going down. <laughs> oh god, that's real shit. That's a real example. Oh. All right, my, my number one for random top road activities. Uh, mine's a generality, but I put delirious hotel activities. Like when we all come back from like a show and then drinking and then like we come back and everybody's like hammered and like somebody randomly just starts beating the shit out of somebody with a pillow or like somebody <laughs> farts and we all laugh for like twenty minutes. Or like in Kentucky when we or were in the when we were in Kentucky and fucking Erica got shit no, we were in Nashville and Erica got fucking shit faced off bushwhackers. This was the South by trip last year. <laughs> and she was just sitting on the bed with like those pretzels filled with peanut butter and she was fucking whacked. And she was just like, Fuck <laughs> you guys and she was like pelting everybody and then like I hid under the covers and she beat the shit out of me with a pillow. Like I love those moments. Like that's like some like Yeah. I had some like crystallized in my brain forever, but just like delirious after show hotel activities. Yeah, yeah. Wait, can I give one more hotel activity that I think about often? The time yeah. when you like forced me to get out of bed in Kentucky and you were like so hyped for the hotel breakfast and you were like you're like no one else is getting up. Will you get up and come get come get this hotel buffet with me? And I was like in like ball shorts with no underwear, like shoes with no socks, and like a fucking tank top. And That's I was, like, how yeah. you eat hotel breakfast. I was like, fuck it, let's go. And we start going down. And I think Eric was looking for like a buffet with like a waffle iron and like eggs and shit. And they didn't yeah, have yeah. they didn't but they didn't have like eggs and sausage out. They just had like prepackaged things you could heat up in a microwave. And I turned around to say to Eric, like, oh shit, they don't have and Eric had already walked back to the hotel. <laughs> Dude, I had a very specific image in mind and when that wasn't fulfilled. Like, when that wasn't fulfilled in the first seconds, I was but, like, legitimately, he wasn't even like, oh, fuck, this sucks. He just yeah. didn't say shit and turned right back around and walked back to the like back to the hotel room. And I was like, dude, they don't even yeah. have it. What the fuck? So I sat there and drank <laughs> a carton of milk and a bowl of cereal, and I just walked back. I was like, you dick. All right, what's your Classic. second? Um, I would say, like, this is going to sound dumb, but, like, loading in and out of it. Not you like, like that. But, like, I do. But, um... Just like seeing that shit for the first time, yeah. Like, that that moment awesome. of seeing the room just for like, the first yeah, time, like loading in Louisville, hanging like met the sound guy for. Uh, he was cool. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but, there's been so many of those moments. But it's even cool because then you get moments to just chill and then kind of survey the the landscape. Yeah, you like you absorb shit. Like I, I love. And it. especially when you know it's gonna be a good show. It's like the minute you start tactics. Yeah. That also gives me anxiety sometimes because I'm so weird. Like, even when I know it's going to be a packed show, I'm like, oh, man, I hope there's people to this level in the venue. Like, I know it's going to be packed, and I'm still like, man, I really hope this shit fills out. And then it does, and I'm like, wow, that was amazing. Why did I have all this fucking anxiety before I went on? Uh, so my, my second one, once again, is oddly specific. And I wrote down, finding a subway in every city we go to after we realize that we're all out of money on tour. <laughs> Like the yeah. beginning of tour, you're like, you're like, oh, we need to go to like a nice restaurant in every city and try their foods. And by like the seventh city, you're like, 
No, yeah. like, like say, like we go to like, or we stop in like to Tennessee. We're like, oh, we gotta get fucking hot chicken, and then oh, we yeah. stop in another city. Like we're in Austin. We're like, we need to get tacos, and then we stop in like Birmingham, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. We're like, oh my god, where's the fucking subway? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, like it, it always happens too. Like, I'm clutch though, like that. No, subway's amazing, but I mean, we always get it when we're on the road. Like, I remember yeah. we were in. We were in, we were in this, we, so we, we've adopted calling a scumway because it's at the point where like you're just a scumbag. Not, like, even, yeah, not even laughed at anymore, just understood. Dude, I remember the one time we were in Mobile, Alabama, and it was the night that like it rained really heavy and like people wound up going to fucking uh, <laughs> Applebee's around the corner and bringing back all this food and shit. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I remember early in the day, though, Subway. early in the day, we went to fucking Subway and Eric was smoking outside of the, the Subway. And some dude who worked there was like, walked out and was like, hey, you can't do that here. And Eric's like, no, nah, it's cool. I'm cool. Do, and do you remember that same Wait. dude, the same dude you thought you thought was trying to buy weed off you or something like that? Do you remember this? I, uh, sort of. The details I remember this like, very vividly. Like the dude in there was like, like 15 and had a polo and jorts on and he was just like i remember him like i remember him saying some shit to you just being like hey like he like he did he think i was trying to sell someone yes that's exactly what he thought i think he tried to buy it all for you too i remember this like very vividly because i was i kind of remember the dude saying something i I was mashing it i was mashing a hoagie at this point i was like it was just (laughs) funny uh what's your third thing um I don't know, plain shit. Would you say like uh, <laughs> athletic here, um, athletic activities? Now, nah, like, uh, well, yeah, that's that's just, but uh, probably like uh, leaving. You know, like just the moment you leave, like everything's all set, and you're just like fucking leaving the for first, like, leaving for first the little road. while. The energy is just like, yeah, that's the best. That is banging. The best. Because then you always wind up stopping at Wawa and like loading up on shit for the road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my last thing I said the after set smoke. Like everybody goes out and it's like mm. our moment together after the show. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about the set. Nice. And like you smoke cigs and I'll just smoke a stogie and like it's just like, yeah, this is like, like it's when you when all your like worries or like concerns about the day are, are alleviated, you can just look back and be like, yeah, it was so dope. And then you look forward to the next day and you're like, oh man, tomorrow's gonna be dope too. Except mm-hmm. I got to get up at fucking six thirty and drive seven hours, but like whatever, I don't even care. Like yeah. that shit, like I, that is such like a, a conquering moment though of just getting together after, and it's just like the six of us, and we're just like, yeah, this is so banging. Yeah, the collective like deep breath after the adrenaline is gone. Yeah, yeah, that's that's banging. Um, all right, well now we are going to get into our interview with our man Drixie. Drixie has a new record coming out on Friday. Um, it's fucking incredible. This dude is really talented, and if you haven't heard of him yet, you will soon. Uh, so we're going to pass it over to the interview. Uh, Eric, anything you want to say to the people before we head off? Who are the interview fools? Fuck you guys. Love you. Yeah! How you feeling? Yeah! Feel all right? All right, this week's guest on the Kill Your Internet podcast is none other than our man, Drixie. Drixie, say what's up, bro. What's up, bro? Dude, I've been waiting to do this interview for a long time. We've known each other for like 10 years. Yep. And when Paul, who is our boy, our photographer, and Drixie, it was Paul your manager at this point? Yeah. 
Fucking Paul was like, yo, can we get Wes on the podcast? Or can we get Drixie on the podcast? And I was like, yeah, we can. Because I want to know some shit. Um, right. First off, how's quarantine uh, treating you? Quarantine has been very positive for me. Same over here, it, dude. It has been. Um, I use the time to focus on making this tape that I'm about to put out on the 15th. Like, Fuck it. I was gonna, yo, I was going to say the same shit for us, too, because I don't know what it was about quarantine starting, but it mm-hmm. made... I feel like it made a lot of creative people like actually have the time to focus on what the fuck they're doing. And not even the time. It's because we can't do as much as we want to in our head. We have to focus on a few things. And I know you like me. Like, I wild the fuck out. Like, when I get ideas, I wild the fuck out. And I try to do every idea at the same time. Dude, the amazing thing is it's so evident in your music because you can have one thing that sounds like fucking on like on the block and then another thing where you're playing a fucking guitar and it's basically like Porch's indie rock. And mm-hmm. do you feel like on the tape that you're about to put out that you kind of merged the two or did you keep them kind of separate? I kept them separate. I like that. I, I kept them separate. Quarantine made me do it, man. I was like, yo, you know what? I'm going to go to fuck in, but I'm going to present a vibe this time. I'm going pres- to make a foundation for what I will coast on for the rest of my career. I love this because we jumped right into the creative process, but I'm going to fucking backtrack for a second. So okay. me and Drix met each other in Paul's basement. Like, I don't know if it was high school or right after high school. I don't and even know. I don't even fucking know either. But it was in Long Crested. It was in Paul's basement. And yep. just listen to music. Just watching you do your thing and we were doing our thing just starting out mm-hmm. but i want to go back even further like you got like a very eclectic thing to you like you're you're all over the place the same way i'm all over the place like mm-hmm. what was the first thing like what were you into when you were a kid like what did your parents give you like what was your music like growing up my music growing up was weird as shit yo <laughs> weird as shit yo because um i would just like i I was just listening to gangster rap. Like, I was obsessed with gangster rap. Like, I used to listen to 50 Cent so fucking much, Fuck you know, yeah. just like a lot of 50 Cent. And, you I listen to 50 Cent so much. Actually, short story 50 Cent is how I made money in school. Explain. Yes. And Explain. I used to, when the massacre and when Get Rich and Die Trying and all that came out, I was burning those CDs. You remember CD oh, burns? Hell yeah. I was going to the dollar store, getting the big 50, 50 disc pop and burning CDs and selling them for $5. Bro, when fucking Get Rich or Die Trying came out, that's all anybody wanted to listen to. It was, it was all uh, anybody listen, fucking wanted. I wanted to be him. I wanted to be 50 Cent. Like, what, the, what the fuck happened to where it wasn't like just that anymore where it was like all right i want to play the guitar i want to fucking sing i want to do all this shit so from there like the years took on and i got to let's say a fast forward to like high school right no yeah. let's like, even backtrack a little bit when um i moved to atlanta and i started listening to new influences other than like the east coast street shit I was listening to, like, down south music, like, southern, like, Gucci, Waka, 
uh, OJ the Juice Man, Dude, all you that. Down there at like the perfect time. What is that like? Oh six, oh seven. What? I came back up here. They was like, um, <laughs> you need to listen to this guy Meek Mill. He like runs this shit. And I'm like, I started listening to Meek, and I was like, I don't get it. I was so caught up in like the southern rap, I couldn't understand. It's so wild because like I guess it's like the same time period for us where people were saying, listen to Meek. Like you can ask Paul. Me and Paul just drive around in Paul's shitty like fucking Ford Explorer in high school. Listen, mm-hmm. nothing but flames too. Like that's funny to hear like your first date experience is somebody who was like when when Gucci was fucking Gucci. Like when Gucci was mm-hmm. like fucking full on Gucci and had Brick Squad and all that shit. All right, so. Even going that far. So after Gucci and fucking Waka, what was after that? So hit high school and um, our late friend that passed, Rob was playing the guitar. He was just sitting in the in the music room, just playing the guitar, right? Yeah. And I had music class, but funny story about that too. My music teacher fucking hated me. He used to lock me <laughs> off the class. He told me I would never be shit in music, like real shit. Bro, right, I feel so, like every time somebody says that, the person winds up being shit. So, like, take that yeah. as like, a compliment. Yes, I'm shit. He wrong. I need to find <laughs> him. I need to find him and show him, like, put the tape in his fucking mitt. You know, me and so, Paul's music teacher used to smoke cigarettes out the window and just be drunk all the time. That was that's me and a music, music teacher. teacher. Mr. C that's was a real one. He's a yeah. fucking legend. Okay, so, <laughs> where I was playing the guitar, and I was like, damn. I want to play the guitar. And Rob literally said, then play the guitar. And I was like, what? Like, No one's ever been that blatant just to be like, then fucking do it. Yeah, he was the first person to tell me do that. So I was like, what? I was drunk (laughs) off this shit. And he was just like, yeah. So um, I had to find a way to get a guitar. And I finessed it like off some kid. Like, he was just, he just wanted some, like, weed, and I had sold him some weed, and he, like, traded, the, it was, like, some weird fucking crazy situation. That's a but good he deal, this, Yeah, he traded me this guitar, it was this nice-ass guitar, and I took it to Rob House, and I said, teach me. And Rob said, I'll teach you two chords, and then after that, you got to learn on your own. So then I learned those two chords, and then I just, like, just start picking up knowledge about it, like, playing... Sure. You can then, really play too. That's the thing. You can fucking really crazy. Play. Yeah. Jumping into the story when we when I met you in Paul's basement and you were playing, I turned the fuck up from there. <laughs> I seen that. I seen you play and I was like, what the fuck? Like he already playing like a pro this early, bro. I, so I'm lucky. So I grew like growing up, and it wasn't something like so. My dad was a musician, but like, didn't tell me about it. I didn't, I had no prior knowledge of this till I found one of his guitars that he had like stashed away. Oh shit. And I was like, what are we doing? I was seven and I was like, teach me. And he was like, all right. So I started really young. Um, but I also like, it's natural for me. Like I have the, the pitch thing. I can do it. Like it's easy for me. But uh-huh. to watch somebody pick it up later and be as talented as you are is more impressive, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I picked that shit up real late. Like I ain't even I ain't even really like get into it until like twenty. Like twenty, I was like, okay, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna start putting it together. But in order to play the guitar, you know you have to listen to people play the guitar. So I started yeah. listening to different music and then I'm a copycat artist. So I just literally just started singing along with the songs and that's how it came about. It's a fusion. My sound is a fusion of gangster rap. And 
fucking folk music. <laughs> Yo, but that's the thing, though. If you're a good artist, you steal from everybody. And yes, it's evident. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell that you took it, but you made it your own. We all yes. do that. Yes. Yo, I've always wanted to ask you this. What mm -hmm. influence did it, like, living in Atlanta have on you? A super fucking influence. It. I wouldn't do music if it wasn't for Atlanta. Like I've spent time in Atlanta, and I feel that way because I fucking love that city. Yes. And I like to me, like when I look at Atlanta, I love the fact that you can be in Atlanta and mm -hmm. you can be surrounded. Like you can be in the fucking city, you can be in a fucking neighborhood and make a right turn, and you're surrounded by fucking trees and giant houses and shit. Yes. Atlanta is one of the most varied, interesting places in the world to me. Yes. A, a place so small could be so lit. Let's yeah, just say no, that. No, seriously. A place so, yes. And and there, the people there just, they all tell you you can do it. Like, whatever you want to do, people there tell you to do it. I love that. It was as simple as down there when I was with Cap, it was like, when we were growing up, it was like, do you guys want to be rappers? Like, y'all want to do that? And he's like, all right, let's just do it for the summer. And we did it. It was like as easy as that. And we were going, we were going. Atlanta has a big influence on me. Even the way I talk, like I have a, I have a yeah, pretty got a, southern accent, but. You got a mixture of a couple of things. You know, like, cause I got fucking, we call it hoagie mouth. Like we just, like, you know, we fucking, I got a terrible accent, yeah. And I, I think that's going to benefit in the long run. Cause I like, I think having like a unique voice like you do, like that's gonna only going to benefit you down the road. Right. All right. right. So. So right now we're we're in through the influences, right? Like how you got to where you are. Uh -huh. A conversation that we have a lot based on like how much shit is coming out now, especially I mean because me and Paul fucking do hip hop episodes of podcasts. Now, I'm not gonna want <laughs> you into just hip hop because you're not. But mm -hmm. like, what in like hip hop R and B today interests you? Like, because I have my opinion on this. Like, what catches your ear? Like, what are you listening to right now? Ah, hip hop and R and B. I'm still on the same shit. Like if if <laughs> if it's if it's really hard street shit, I need to hear it and I need to feel it. Cause yes. that shit makes me go back and make some chilling shit. Um, really? But yes, like I use that as motivation to make something else. Cause I got the vibe, but my story is different. So like and the most ignorant shit humanly possible, like the most fucking yes. street, and then you go and make some laid back shit. Yes. Yes, yes. It allows me to get my lyrics and my, my vibe correct. I like you know? that. It's like, yo, I used to do this weird thing when I played basketball. I used to practice. This is dumb as shit. But I used to <laughs> practice. I used to practice missing. I used to just miss and miss and miss. Like, like purposely practice missing so I know exactly, like, in my head, like, when I shoot and I got the right form. Like, I know exactly when it's going to go in. That, that was sense. when I was sharp. That was, like, fucking AAU shit, like. Yo, but, but that's, um, like, some shit you can take into real life, though. Like, you got to practice every situation. You got to go through every situation just to know when you're doing the right thing. Like, so that's, 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 that's music. music. I listen to a lot of the shit that's not me to do the shit that is me. I mean, I could say the same shit, because I listen to mostly fucking... I mean, on my daily, like, rotation, I think Future's probably my number one played artist. Oh, yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta do that. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll, I'll go and I'll make, uh, I don't know, like, a, a soul song or, like, a funk song, but I'm listening yes. to fucking Future. I just listened to the Chris Brown thug tape today, which I really yeah. like. 
Um, what was your favorite song on that shit? On that shit? <sighs> My God. I like the... Surprisingly, I'm going to say I like the song with Gunna because I usually am not a Gunna fan, but yeah. I like... I don't like to, to be honest. Like the thing that surprised me is I thought Chris Brown shit like was over top of Thug in that. Like I I liked Chris Brown more on that project than I liked Thug, which surprised yeah. me. That surprised me, yo. I yeah. I'm a Thug fan. I am a Thug fan too. <laughs> I think Thug did his thing on there. I think I think Chris did way too many harmonies for. I mean, uh, Thug don't harmonize. Yeah. But when Thug did it right on that song, like City Girls and stuff, I was like, oh, yeah. This is why, I mean, people need to give Thug more respect because he's a transitional artist that refuses to transition. Like, he he's does what he there, wants you know. to. He's getting there. Like, he's getting, like, the level of respect. He's, like, getting up there now. People are starting to be yeah. like, all right, Thug's the fucking man. Yeah, that was it. So, all right, so you got a tape coming out the 15th. Mm-hmm. What what's it called? What do we expect? Like, what is is it like? Does it feel like right now, or does it feel like it's an older album? Does it feel like it's a fucking album set in the future? Like, what what does it feel like to you? I feel like it's what Philly needs. I like that. I feel like it's exactly what it needs. Like, it's very mellow. It's very. I'm saying a lot without saying anything. Like, I am using. A combination of um, powerful short lyrics with really good instrumentation. Like, See, I'm, I'm balancing the two. Like, because my, my favorite thing that I've ever heard from you was Stay Up. Like, Stay Up is still my fucking favorite thing you've done. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just what hit me. But I Stay Up like is the future. But you, yo, that felt to me like that was what you were doing. Everything was a short verse. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so, and you say you're keeping your shit separate still at the same time. So you have more right. of your, your fucking rap shit and then more of your alternative kind of, like, the folk side. Uh-huh. Do you ever, like, take it and just, like, straight mash that shit up on one song? Like, does it ever feel like that, or does it kind of feel like you kept them in separate spaces? Um, there are elements that, you know, they just pop out. You can't hold them anymore. Like yeah. And me, now what I did with this tape is certain key, maybe like it'll be there for 15 seconds that I'm showing you, I'm going to go another way. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do down the line. It does pop, pop up, but I only do it in short bursts because I'm on the Jay-Z thing, spoon feed them. Don't yeah. drop it too heavy on them, spoon feed them because I need y'all all to walk with me in this line. Bro, what's always amazed me about you, and I said it before we got like we started recording, and I said, you're a fucking man of mystery to me. And I mean that yeah. in the most positive way possible. Because I'll always ask Paul, I'll be like, yo, what's West doing? Like, what's West doing? What's Drix doing? What's Drix doing? Mm -hmm. And he'll be like, it's working, bro. He's just making shit. But I never see it. And mm -hmm. on the, like on the podcast, we talk a lot about kind of social media, what's going on, like why do people do this shit? Like, why are we where we are? Yo, I just went on your your Instagram before this. Mm -hmm. You got two pictures. Mm -hmm. I fucking respect the shit out of that. Mm -hmm. Why is it? Why is there like kind of an aversion to social media, or why is it that you choose and like pick and choose what you do so carefully on it? To keep a good, to keep a good mental state, like yes, I, dude. I 
I just want to relax. I just want to relax. I'm not really into this shit. I'm really like, I like being in physical. If you really want to get to know me, get to know me. Like, yeah. you're not going to get it all there. You're going to have to have a conversation with me. You're going to have to listen to me. And you're going to have to want to dive deep. Because that's the type of person I am. Bro, and that's why I'm so happy you're on this episode. Because this has been, like, such a heavy thing on our, like, on our mind collectively as a band. Is that, yo, there's something evil with this social media shit. Yes, it really yes. is. And... To, but it's a matter of fact to be an artist who's like confident enough in themselves and their vision to say, I don't need to do anything for anybody. I can do my own thing. I respect mm -hmm. a lot. Like to be self-aware enough to say like, nah, that's not me. Yo. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And stand on it. Like, and that's such, yo, I was hoping you were going to give me like an answer and you weren't just going to be like, I don't know. Fuck that. Like you gave me an answer and I fucking appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm pumped for the tape. I can't wait to hear it, and like I'm excited just to see how you keep changing. Like I want to see how you keep taking these. Like, do you ever plan on doing like a full record of just the folk side and just a straight like street record? Nah, the the future is to mash them up. I'm going full rock star. It's an it's an ep we will share a stage. We will be at the same festival, Kyle. That's it's going up. I see Yo. it. You got a, but you have a festival sound. Like, I feel like I, I would love for it just to be a fucking summer, like early evening type. Mm hmm. That's when I want to listen to you. It's gonna happen. It's gonna Bro, happen. You do know I need you to send me the tape early, right? Yes. All right, cool. Good. Just, I'm just waiting for you to ask, man. You just gotta ask, ask, and you shall receive. You know the Damn. game. You know uh, the vibes. Yo, second, this whole shit is over. Second quarantine's over. We're gonna get and do something together, all right? Yes. All right, man. Cool. Uh, fucking thank you for coming on. We'll share the link to the project when it comes out and fucking stay off social media, yeah? All right. <laughs> All right, bro. Good talking to you. All right. Peace. Peace.